Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Stacey Lynn, and welcome to The Kaleidoscope, where this week we take a look at how monkeypox is spreading so rapidly now, especially among gay men. Last week, the World Health Organization said the virus isn't an international public health emergency at present. Now, though, it seems a bit more concerned, saying the virus is potentially poised to move into high-risk groups, including children, the immunocompromised, and pregnant women. Dr. Lynn Goldman is the dean of Milken Institute School of Public Health at the George Washington University and is an expert on emergency public health preparedness. And Dr. Goldman, a number of people who have contracted monkeypox so far are gay or bisexual men. So let's start there. Well, the way it's being spread is through direct contact between people, skin to skin, so that people actually have contact with the infectious rash or the fluids from the rash that might be on somebody's skins. But it's also seen in uh, respiratory secretions. And so uh, face-to-face contact or other contact with droplets that might be coming from the respiratory tract are ways of spreading the virus. And then unfortunately also, the virus probably does survive for some period of time on surfaces. And remember at the beginning of COVID, how everybody was so concerned about that with the coronavirus, and it turned out to not be a major concern, but it is a concern for this virus. And then we also know that it can be spread from the mother to the fetus. So there are several ways that it can be spread, but right now most of the cases are among men who have sex with other men. Why is that? We don't really know. I mean, it must be that the virus is introduced into that community. And of course, there is a lot of direct contact and that would be conducive to the spread of the virus. So what can we do to ensure that this doesn't spread even more? Well, first and foremost, I think the CDC is doing a really good thing in terms of trying to make more vaccine available that we have people who have had known contact with somebody who has the virus, they need to be inoculated with a vaccine. Unfortunately, right now, there's not enough vaccine, but they are trying to make more vaccine, but also testing. And that's the other thing that CDC has announced that they're doing, ramping up the availability of testing, because there are a lot of skin conditions that might make people feel concerned that it's a pox type lesion, and it's not one. And so it's really, really important to have these lesions confirmed with a test. And then if somebody does test positive, and this is something nobody's going to want to hear after COVID, but there does need to be a period of isolation so that they're not spreading it 
And we need to make sure that the people who are in contact with them, who are helping to take care of them, are also protected so that they aren't acquiring it and they aren't spreading it. So you mentioned the vaccine strategy. The White House just announced the first phase of the national monkeypox strategy, saying that it would release tens of thousands of doses immediately from the stockpile, millions more on their way in the coming weeks and months as well. And it's going to be prioritized for people who are in these high-risk categories. We saw already in the past Last week, a flood of people in New York uh, rushing to try to get vaccinated and getting turned away because they've already run out. We also ran out of the vaccine in Washington, D.C., and partly because when the orders were put in a few weeks ago, I think public health authorities thought that this was going to be a lot smaller than it is. And I'm thankful for two things. One, that there is a stockpile and there's the ability, at least initially, to release those. But second, that these are vaccines that are actually approved. They've gone through the full regulatory approval process by the Food and Drug Administration, not just authorized. And I think that people can be more confident in these vaccines and hopefully will be more willing to take them if they're at high risk and need them. Many people might feel a little bit uncomfortable, embarrassed. There's a stigma to coming forward and even getting tested and thinking maybe, just maybe, you have been infected with the monkeypox. But let's be clear, anyone can get infected with this, and coming forward is the key to stopping the spread. That's correct, and I think it's very likely to jump into other communities just as we have seen actually with HIV and and other viruses. So there is no reason in the world that it can't transmit with heterosexual sex as well as sex between men. There is no reason in the world that we couldn't see transmission as we've seen uh, with MRSA and some other pathogens that survive on surfaces in public places where people use uh, facilities such as gyms. And so I think that we're all going to need to think about one, of course, going back to cleaning those surfaces. If I'll tell you, when I go to a gym, I'm going to make sure I clean that mat before I get on it. I'm going to clean it before I get off of it. You know, I would probably generally do that anyway, because I'm a doctor and I kind of understand that, but I do strongly recommend that. And, and masking will help. Here's the other part of the stigma that I'm worried about as, as a doctor, that there are many skin rashes that to a layperson might look to them like oh, that might be a monkeypox type rash. And for people not to be quick to jump to conclusions just because they see a rash on another person, that they have this, that they should shun them. This is really a potential concern, especially managing the situation in a place like a college campus or in a high school or any other place where a lot of people congregate. You mentioned the rash there. What other symptoms should we be looking out for? Well, of course, the rash is the most characteristic uh, symptom, and it's a fairly unique looking rash. But, you know, people with monkey pox also have kind of fever, a headache, muscle aches, and a backache. Now that all sounds a little bit like COVID flu or many other things, but swollen lymph nodes, you're not likely to see that with many other viruses and chills and even exhaustion. What we're seeing, there's kind of a range of severity and also there's a range of ordering. Some people get the rash first and the symptoms come later. Some people only get a rash and don't have the other symptoms. And so the rash probably is the most reliable means of identifying it, but it's a very characteristic looking rash. 
good idea to have a health care provider look at that and then, you know, swab that rash, take, send a test, make sure that you can confirm that it is um, the monkeypox. While you're waiting for that, it's, it's a good idea to isolate. And Dr. Goldman, are you concerned that this could spread even more and become an international public health emergency? I am concerned about that. And from my standpoint, it was a very close call for the WHO to have decided that it's not one now. It truly is international. It's emerging very rapidly. And so I would not be at all surprised if sometime in the very near future, the WHO would declare it to be an international public health emergency. Dr. Lynn Goldman from George Washington University. A pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for offering your insight today. Thank you. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.